Welcome to Bald World. Yep. How was your weekend, John? I don't know. I know you had a bad day, but did you have a good weekend? No. I still don't have any money. Money's hard, money is hard to come by, and it stresses me the F out. Faux show. Yeah. I did record a song, though. That's good. I, I did see your email. I have it now. Good. Dwayne, good weekend? Uh, wasn't too bad. We did the cleaning thing, so that's always a pain. But, you know, got to be on top. One of these days yeah. I'll do that. How about you? How about I you? Don't. How about you, Dylan? I don't remember. Let's say I don't remember too much. Oh, that means anyway. it was great. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's jump into this. Well, you you had a. Yeah. I had what? I said you were, you were on a staycation, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, I do anything cool? Uh, not yet. I mean. So I don't go back to work till Saturday, but uh, tomorrow I'm gonna go get a flu shot, and I'm gonna start on Ooh, I'm gonna start on painting the door frames. But then at five o'clock, I'm going to get a tattoo. Nice, nice, nice. Anything cool? Uh, I'm gonna get the new Power Generation logo on my hand slash wrist area. Um, it's it's yeah. much smaller than inside, inside or outside. outside. I already got a plan for the inside. Did you That's say good. New Day portrait? Um, inside hurts like a bitch. Uh, no, new power generation logo. Oh. But my wrist is much smaller than it used to be, so I'm going to let my tattoo artist use his judgment because he's the professional as far as as far as placement. He's going to put it on your wiener. He might. I did ask him. I said, I was like, "What's the, the most awkward place you know you've tattooed someone?" He's like, "Dudes' butts never get fun." Weird. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Have you ever seen them tattoos on the yeah. inside of people's lips? Yeah, my coworker has one. Why? What's the point? I don't know. She's she's fucking rock and roll, dude. Mm, she, she's got Mizzou tattooed on her lip. Oh my! Huh. That is not what I would have expected for that. I know. But uh, today we're going to talk about picture this. It is Ritz's sixth album. Kind of, perfect, kind though. of picture perfect. Yeah, I guess it's just it's picture perfect. Picture perfect. Why did I? I said picture this. You did, and I, and I was I was baffled on where you pulled that. It's, from. it's, it's the first from. title of the first intro. The first. It book. is. That's oh, it's there. You go. Come on, guys. There you go, John. Good save. Good How save, am John. I the guy that's on it today? Over. Just lead us in. This is terrifying. Just lead us in, John. Where okay. where are we going? Well, okay. Well, let's just start with uh, you know this album. It's called what is it called again? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> We're gonna start with... <laughs> called Picture This. It's an intro. What'd you guys feel about it? I felt like this sounded like an old uh, I... Eminem flow. Oh man! So I thought it would the flow. I thought is like what you should expect from him. And like I thought, the lyrics were pretty good for an introduction, but for people un you know for people unfamiliar with him, is a pretty good you know like gateway into who he is. But I felt like the beat wasn't his vibe, so it kind of like didn't give that whole Ritz appeal to it. So it was kind of generic intro feel to it to me. Well, I've heard of Ritz before, but I can't say that I'm like a fan or know his stuff well enough to be able to to say any of that. I thought he kind of killed it. Um, I like the fact that he was using them big words. Sounds like an educated rapper. Got some shit to say. Um, I was happy. Yeah. Well, you're, you very much hit it. Yeah, I mean, if you liked his flow and his lyrics, like the way he put his lyrics together, then you know all you need to know about Ritz, pretty much. Like, like that part of it is just trademark Ritz. I, I will say that my note literally states, I hope it stays this good. Ah, it gets way better than that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't think I agree with that, but we can. And and, and that's fine. Yeah. We can um, discuss it track, as we go. Yeah. Track two till the end. Uh, this is all right. So this was not. I'm not saying this is a bad track. I'm saying this is not the strongest Ritz track. And the hook. No, the and hook kind of sucks. 
Yeah. I'm right there with you. I said uh, Ritz's flow is on point and the beat is closer to what he's known for, but it feels dated. Like his content in it, you know, is obviously new, the CNT label and mm-hmm. everything, but it kind of had that bloody murder era feel to it. Like right when he was transitioning from, uh, what was it, Slum American to strange. strange Music. Yeah, like it had that feel to it. And so like to me, I was just like, yo, this is standard Ritz. Like he could get way better than this. Like it's just average. Yeah whatever so for for what it's worth where's this guy from uh georgia georgia yeah i think georgia's right born in pennsylvania outside of it yeah outside of atlanta um so the reason i ask it is because like and i kind of have this note through the whole album but it was very difficult for me to understand almost anything he was saying not saying because that any of he does bad, have a, but it was just very difficult to understand him to me. Yeah, he's got a he's got a way that he says and pronounces everything. His accent is very him. Doesn't help that like, he's rapping two hundred miles a minute. I don't even think he was Sometimes, rapping yeah. that fast. So I will say you're right. He does rap kind of fast through some of these things. Yeah, he's a double time rapper. But I would much rather him do that than slow it down because he did that on one of these songs, and I was like, "Stop, please stop." <laughs> yeah. uh, track three, so. ain't I? Ain't I? Ain't I? Uh, so this one was a little slower flow for him. It wasn't bad. Um, yep. This was the point. At this point, I I was like, "Oh, hold up, we ain't getting our our Ritz ad libs like we normally get." What do you mean? But I. Right. Mentioned, so there, there are Ritz ad libs, but I and I will mention that in a later track. Okay. But this is at track three is when I realized we haven't had any yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said uh, Ritz's flow saved the song. Like everything else about the song sounded like vintage T-I-B-O-B. You know what I mean? Like it was like that Atlanta sound that was played out ten years ago, pretty much. Like the beat and the chorus, it just seemed ancient in the context of the music he usually does. Really? Yeah. I liked it. It got me yeah. Not that it was a bad song. It was average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was average to me. Like, it wasn't bad. I just, it's not his potential. I went a little oh, above average. Up, I, you know why I got, you know why I got confused earlier? Picture this is the intro. That's what Picture I said. Picture perfect is, Picture perfect is track four. All right. That. Sorry. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So on this track, which is uh, Ain't I, which is the one we're still on, correct? Incorrect? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of uh, Box Chevy from Yellow. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And I actually looked up his uh, Ritz's discography. And he does a couple of songs with Yellow. Yellow. Yeah, they were both on Slum American. Oh, yeah. 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 Slum American is Yellow's thing. Uh, he brought him into into the game. I'm not much. a I'm I'm yeah. not an overly big fan of Yellow Yellow Wolf. I did like the song Box Chevy, which is why I like this song a little bit more than just average. So, yeah, but you also got a, that Box Chevy that you're thinking of with Ritz was over ten years ago. Yeah, I, yeah. I yeah, sure. So so just. Just as a just a point of reference, like that's my biggest knock is that it sounds like it's from ten years ago. Like, it's an average track, like nowadays, because it's like oh nostalgia, but it's not right. Up to no, you're right. Uh, track four, picture perfect. Are you sure it's not picture featuring this? tech? Feature. It's picture perfect oh. featuring Tech Nine. <laughs> uh, Title track. Yeah, no, the beat was super dope on this one. Um, I felt like the hook needed a bit more, but like as far as like writing and storytelling and like being descriptive, like this one fucking, this one was good. I like this one. Yeah, I I thought Ritz came correct on it. Lyric and flow were really on point. Uh, I had that same note that the chorus seemed to be missing a little something, but it worked just fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as far as the beat goes, I was digging it right up until the guitars came in. And then I was like, oh, it sounds like one of those Tech Nine, we want to be rock star vibe tracks that he kind of does sometimes. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, it's that time of the album for Tech. <laughs> uh, and then 
and then text on the song. So you're like, I get why he did that. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to pick one, that's the one. Yeah. But then tech came in he just uh, did all right. Like he did, he switched his flows, but, and he did all the things you expect, but it's like, I think know, he did a pretty good job. And, he didn't tech didn't sound like, he, yeah, but I don't think tech felt threatened on it. You know, he didn't come out and, you know, show out like he does when he feels like he's not going to be the best person. on the So song, you know? for what it's worth, he had a, but it was, he had it a was feature perfect. on another album that we reviewed, correct? The Mercury's album was that the one? Uh, Ritz. Ritz or Tech? Tech. Anyway, uh, I think that his feature on this song yeah. was way better than the feature on that song, for one. And for two, I think that he did feel a little threatened in at least this song. I, I do feel like he showed his ass a little bit on this one and kind of, you know, put some nuts on it, if you will. You know? I'm going to disagree. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Man, like, like you have to go back and listen, listen to the track he did with Ritz before, like Bloody Murder. Yeah. You know what I mean? The remix to that. Like, that's, that's ignorant. And, like, the stuff he does with Chris Calico, where he fucking invented quadruple time because Chris was out rapping him. Yeah, like he he shows out, like goes above and beyond. Like you can't talk about anything but me when he thinks you're going to get the best okay. of. Him. I'll have to go back and listen to those because I've been kind of disappointed in in, in text kind of more recent things, features and otherwise. And I actually liked. Oh yes. So. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, but when you get a tech feature, you expect him to go beyond. Yeah, his yeah. average, and that's what I think Tech did. He did he did his average. Okay, I I can agree with that at least. All right, track five, Jesus Blanca. I turned it off. Featuring yeah, Nof God. Nof You turned it off? No. But I was really sad. This is that my favorite. Nof God was on it. Dude, this is my like. Ah. I'm pretty sure this is my favorite track on the album. Ew. Okay. Speak. Tell me. Uh, tell me why. It's not mine, and I'm. I'm not. Uh, As the kids would say these days, this song slaps. Oh God. Uh, no, it's just one of those songs. It like it struck a nerve with me. Like when the when it it immediately starts, like with the beat and the hook. Like I just immediately mm-hmm. instinctively turned it up in the car. Was it the Spanish? Right. I don't know. Yeah, the Jesus. Yeah. Blanco. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. It's, <laughs> hey, to me, like. To me, like based on what you're saying, like the vibe of the song, and like I'm not a North God fan, but like the way his chorus and that beat was, to me, it reminded me of like the old St. Louis vocal music where it was a banger, you know what I mean? Like, but it wasn't going anywhere. And yeah. like to me, I, this definitely feels like a song that you would hear around where they're from. Like, you know, it's a banger. Like the and not everybody's song. going to agree. Like everybody, in yeah, yeah. And it's like would know it, and nobody else will ever hear it. Kind of deal. Yeah, it's a car. It's a it's a car song. Like it's not a song that you're going to hear at the club. That's you fair, know what I mean. But it's it's, it's the one you want to hear when you're rolling around. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I I only thought it was okay. It was subpar. I mean, it wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. Please don't think I'm saying it's a bad song because it's not. It it is a good song. I just wasn't feeling it on the album in reference to the album you know what i mean yeah like, i'm not gonna fault anyone else if this is not their favorite track on sure. the at all i will say that i feel like this is the moment that the album started not to be as good as it was and it's the exact opposite this is where it starts to pick up <laughs> wow <laughs> See, why do you guys have me on here? You, because you're the you're the other point of view. No, no, that's good. I I hear you. Yeah. Well, I explain. I explained it to him, Dylan. I, I said. I said. I'm the old school. You know what I mean? Like I grew up with this, and you grew up the generation after I did. So you're the new school, right. and John is the I don't have school because I don't. <laughs> hey, real to real talk, general. dude. Gen- so anything, generalized don't... listener. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. Your average. Your average consumer. Uh, and we actually have points of view, so I think he's always a good, good balance out. So while people, while he's like, "Yeah, I don't like the whole second half of this album," we're just like, "Oh, that's probably why 
half the world doesn't I, I like do it. have to I yeah. do have to preface this with it's not the whole second half but I it felt at this moment like it wasn't gonna be like he fell off of it you know what I mean and the the next song um, I don't know if you want to roll into the next song yet or not yeah go ahead. fucked up day go ahead. number six um, did not help yeah. it at all for me right because you follow the the Jesus Blanco joint with yeah this song and it was just i was like oh god it's over it, i i might as well turn it off you know that's that's why i kind of said that all right you know so with fucked up day i can kind of see that so like this was the only track on the album where i'm like i i just don't like this um i felt like it was almost too slow for him um and the feature on the hook just kind of fell short I don't think yeah. he's got a feature on the hook. You don't have a feature on the hook. It's not a listed feature. No, he does ninety nine percent of his own, of his own singing. Was there an effect on the hook? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's definitely affecting it. But that's probably what it was. I was trying to type and drive. That's dangerous, right. sir. Yeah, I'm a professional. I got a class C driver's license. <laughs> hey, I thought the I thought the song was good for what it was. Like you know. It kind of gave me that, you know, that Eminem first singles vibe, you know, where it was the the funny, here's my personality. Like, you wake up after, you know, the bender and your whole world is screwed up. And I think that's why it felt slow is because he was, you know, it set the tone for when you woke up, wake up hungover, you know, and you're just like, yo, what happened last night? And you're stumbling through the whole thing. So I thought yeah. it was cool. Uh, the flow, the flow fit the beat. I like that, that the story that he put in there. Uh, you know, threatening to kill the chick over, you know, saying Michael Jackson sucked. You know, I, I will say that so, he is cool. a very, very good storyteller. If, oh, yeah, he's descriptive. Absolutely. If for nothing else, this album has a great story. Each and every song he, he does really, really well. He speaks very clearly about it. It, it. it almost feels like he he's looking at you and just telling you this story. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'll give. Him and that's that. what that's that's one of his things. Yeah, that's one of the reasons you should like Ritz, like because I don't think he filters it. You know, like it's it's his story and he doesn't add anything to it. Yeah, uh, John, I would, I would urge you to go back and listen to. Uh, oh shit, Dwayne, what's the track he had about the dog? Oh, that's on. Nostalgia. Uh, trying to figure out which one yeah, it's on. Yeah. John, I would urge but you yeah, to that, that's... listen to Nostalgia okay. by Ritz. So it'll, I want to. I want to. It'll it'll I, ruin I, your day. I'm yeah, I'm with it. Yeah. I will definitely listen to it. But I will say, if you don't have the average John playlist, it's probably not going on a playlist for me, and I'm probably not going to go look for it. So, is the average John playlist? That's for... fair. It's on top of the line. Yeah, yeah, top of the top of the line wasn't bad. None of his albums are bad. That's the problem. Like we get to this yeah. and it it stumbles a bit, and that's why that's my problem. Like he set his bar so high with like even with his older um, his first two mixtapes that got him the deal. You know, what I mean, they were just so well put together that this kind of felt like he was stumbling around a little bit. Is this his first album on his own label? No. Yeah. No. no. Or yes. I oh, thought no. the one. Nope. The one before. Okay. No. Well, he's right. Yeah. No. This is this is a I was just wondering one. if this was the first one, and he's trying to figure out how to put the album out. You know what I mean? But if it's a second one, that doesn't no. Help I actually at all. Uh, just forgot about this. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 And actually, looking back at his the last one, his last one was pretty solid, from what I can remember. Track but, seven. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It's an album cut. Like, it's the vibe, you know what I mean? Like, it's a Ritz vibe. The beat is yeah. smooth. He's emotional. He puts his flow and his life into it. Like, it's just a typical Ritz album cut. Like, I thought yeah. it was a little bit above put, average. My note says filler. Uh, I, I have like a yeah. line in my notes, and it's just like, like it's okay. I like the chorus. 
yeah, yeah but it was that's cool. exactly yeah. it like it's it, it, like on any of his other albums it probably would have been like the worst song on there but like it's it's Rick's like it's the it's his whole vibe like there's nothing wrong with the song it's just not great. I will say that this particular song gave me hope in the rest of the album because it was that slower song okay. again, but he didn't, man, he failed miserable on fucked up day. It legitimately sounded like he didn't know what he was doing. Right. And if he double timed it, it would have been way too fast. So I get why he didn't do that. But this song being a slower song, but still having a quicker style in it drew me back into it. I think you would like his song Switch Lanes with Mike Posner. I've heard of Mike Posner. Banger. Classic. Like, yeah. Oh, man. You know, you, sh- you should know who Mike Posner That's is. That's what I hear. Even as an average consumer. Yeah. Hey, here, here's what, what was, I can what say was, about that what, track. My sister, who was 40-something years old, 46, 47 <laughs> years old, lives in bumblefuck middle of nowhere, asked me if I ever heard that oh, wow. song before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a shot. Put it on the playlist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. just run through Ritz's whole discography one day and you'll be fine. Just to get an idea like of how he does his thing. Because you'll find things you no, like I and don't it. like. I believe it. And I and I believe that Ritz as a whole will probably end up as one of I can't say favorite, but definitely uh, an artist that I would look for. Like if he came out with a song, I'd go, oh, you know what? Maybe I should listen to this because his album isn't bad. You know, we'll discuss that later, but yeah, you know, it's not bad. So it is definitely something I would look into. Track eight, Helen back featuring doobie. Um, I feel like this is like, a relatable track for established artists as far as you know how the story goes um yep. i kind of like doobie doobie's kind of dope i really enjoyed his doobie's... double i liked his he double hockey stick line too i thought that was fun yeah. <laughs> doobie's cool he came up with that in that haystack group of ride-ons like you know when jelly was getting into haystack and everybody was kind of like that white rapper movement in the mid south mid-south yeah, he came yeah. up in there, and he's, like, not the most talented out of the bunch. So, like, he gets overlooked a lot. But uh, he does some good features. Like, I'm not really a fan of like his. This, but I feel like I'm going to get just absolutely sidelined for this, but I feel like he's got, like, an Akon-ish vibe. No. Nah, he, he puts a melody in it. Like, he's probably yeah. auto I mean, that's fair. Who, who isn't anymore? In his verse. Hey, but uh, but I like the song though. I thought the chorus was dope, and uh, yeah, was I was like, I liked him chopping yes. in the second verse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I thought it elevated the uh, the vibe of it because he brought it up a notch to round it up. I actually have a specific yep. note that says the style in the second verse hits. So I, mm-hmm. yeah, he does more of that in his previous albums, where like that's kind of a thing that he can do whenever he wants it. And so this didn't feel special. It just he decided, yo, I'm going to turn it up a notch. Track nine, Friend Zone. Uh, this track was absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, absolutely. I didn't like it. Like, as far as storytelling goes, like, this track is absolutely incredible. Um, I actually I had a discussion with somebody early, earlier about this track. Where it, it actually made me think, all right, so like uh, the musically, like the track is good. I like the hook, I like the verses, everything I like. Right. But it made me think, given the situations when a dude gets friend zoned, like, is it, it, to me, it's almost always the dude's fault for mis, one, you've misread, you know, the relationship completely. And two, if you weren't sure, this your fault for not shooting your shot. It ain't on her. Yeah, yeah. I, th- you know I thought I mean? story. Yeah, I hear you. His storytelling was great on that. Like you said, I thought the concept, you know, is a dangerous concept to do because it's very easy to make it too yes. cheesy. You know what I mean? And I think that he 
tiptoed that balance right up until the end when you know when he's like yeah this is ridiculous and he cracks jokes on the voicemail you know what i mean like but uh i thought the beat was probably my favorite on the project but overall the song was like i said i thought it was great too oh yeah and i, I love to you know dish our friendship and have sex Absolutely. with you <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like why can't i have you too right that's like, what friend zone means right yeah this shit was great <laughs> yeah this shit was great all right, I so we all agree like that that, okay. that song is just good. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it was a funny yeah. story uh, with an okay beat. I didn't overly care for the song. I guess it hit a little too home for me as as Mr. Friendzone. Oh. Captain yeah. of the Friendzone ship. Captain of the Friendship. All right, well, ah. track 10. Yeah. <laughs> Track 10, Positive Vibe, featuring Twisted Insane, which the song has nothing to do with positive vibes, about how you don't have positive vibes. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was a great flow. I felt like the beat helped, helped him a lot. Um, it, this, is, to me, this is like the epitome of a, of a rich track, I feel like. Yeah, I just thought he ruined it with the chorus. Like, the chorus was fine. But the way Ritz carried himself into the chorus, I'm like, I expected a rapping chorus. And then when he yeah. came up, and came and sung, and then you know, twisted insane coming and doing his Ritz impression, um, <laughs> yeah, didn't do too good. But, but let me say, let me say this: like I am not a fan of twisted insane. Like he can technically he can rap, you know. what I mean, like you can't fault him. He puts words together nicely. You know, they make sense. And he's fast. He's articulate. You can hear it. But he sounds like every other fast rapper. Like so, when he's on a track with Tech, you can tell Tech's in his DNA. So like when he's on a track with Ritz, you're just like. Okay, you could have just had a second Ritz verse, Different. and it wouldn't have been any better or anywhere. Seskru, Seskru is dope, but you just got to leave them to themselves. Like, like I almost don't like it when they feature other artists. Fair enough. John, their did you styles like are complementary. It's an okay song with a pretty good chorus. That is all. And, and you're not wrong. Like all of the, all of those are the correct answer. Like, like I said, I just I just expected something different. And then you know, Twisted Insane sounding like Ritz is definitely yeah, for what it's worth. I've never really heard of Twisted Insane, so take that as it is. Um, but listening to it, he's, he's a and that's fair. I mean, it, that's kind of what it sounds like. And you know, basing off of what you're saying and everything, it, it makes sense. If I would hear him on something else and he didn't sound like this. I would be very disappointed because I thought he did an okay job. You know what I mean? Well, that's the problem. He does, he always does an okay job. It's just like he doesn't have a sound of his own. So like he's always hey, Sometimes people without styles of their own are fine or great. That's that's fine, but if if I wanted two Ritz verses, I'd just ask for two Ritz verses. Last time I checked, they call that biting. Yeah, they don't. They don't even. They don't even talk about that anymore. Though. It is all. The it's same. all the same. That everybody, was a, that was a thing back in the day. Yeah, everybody's too circle jerk nowadays for biting to be a thing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, track eleven: Painkillers and Painkillers, featuring Chris Webby. Um, this this one stood out for me. Um, I like the melodic flow. Uh, to me, this was the the roll your windows down in the car track. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There was something special about this track, though, that we didn't have on the previous ones. <laughs> oh, is this where the ad libs come it's in? True. This is it. <laughs> we finally got our Ritz ad lib on track eleven. I was I was actually shocked. It took this long. It's funny because I don't even have a note that has uh, anything to do with an ad lib. So I must have just missed them completely. Okay, so because yeah, yeah. So like, it's at the very beginning of the track. It's the uh, yuka yeah, or however the hell he does it. I can't do it the way he does yeah. it. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he does that all the time when he's like, feeling that... when he's feeling himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't annoy me. But I noticed that we did not get it until the eleventh track on this album. Hey, but the last what was it? Two of the last three albums we did have the had an obnoxious 
hook piece yes. on every song. And like, yes, this is a welcome I break from that. I agree that I didn't listen yeah, to a whole true. album where they're saying the same fucking thing over and over and over. It's got his kid saying the same shit over and over and over again. Every 21. Song. 21. Pussy. 21. 21. 21. Pussy. Pussy. <laughs> no. 21. <laughs> hey, but I'm with you. I said, uh, I like the song a lot. Uh, this is what you should expect from Ritz. You know, a smooth beat, lyrics that are personal, flows all over it, brings a melody in on the chorus. So, like, there's nothing mm-hmm. you can dislike if you're a Ritz fan. Uh, and I'm a fan of Webby, uh, but this probably isn't the Webby verse that I would want other people to get into Webby from. Like, it's not his strongest. Like, he's got better songs with Ritz uh, okay. out there. But, uh, yeah, if you liked Webby's verse at all, it only That's gets better from great me, uh, pretty much. But I thought he was solid. Yeah, just not a like not his best work, but he fit perfectly. Like there was no flaws in what he did. It's just I know that he could up it quite yeah, a bit. Because I really liked Webby's verse. Uh, I loved the hard stop where you think the song's almost over, and then nope, there's a whole nother verse. It was almost like a highlight to me yeah. in the song, and I was like, oh, that's that's pretty good. I, I kind of like that, you know? So I, I definitely like that a lot. I like this song at all, you know, a lot. So. Cool. Track 12, Bring Me Down with Mercules and Snack. I thought that the said Ripper. Snack the Rapper. Um, <laughs> this... <laughs> this is a lot different than. Okay, anyway, go ahead. By all means. Yeah, yeah. This to me, this was a, like a, the, a good old fashioned hip hop track. Uh, I didn't. Li- All right, so I didn't think I was gonna like it because I wasn't a huge fan of the beat, but I was a fan of the scratches on the beat. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but I felt like Ritz and and Mercules did exactly what they were supposed to do. Uh, we could have not that Snack the Rippers verse was bad. It wasn't. Are you sure it wasn't thing. bad? Oh yeah, absolutely. My. F- it wasn't. My my first note about this is, man, why do people keep putting yeah, Merc on these types of beats? Because sure. yeah. like, yeah, Ritz, Ritz, Ritz did his MC thing. You know, like that's what he's known for. He he knocked it out, no problem. But then you knew Merc was coming in for its neck. You know what I mean? Like like he had something oh, yeah. to prove. And like Merc is just classic Merc. Like he's like on autopilot. And like to me, has the best had verse. Best verse. And then Ripper, you know, thrown at the end, you know. Merc was the second yeah. verse in this track, correct? No. Yeah, middle, I have a note verse. that says yep. Merc shouldn't be yeah. on this song. I did not like his verse at what? all. Merc owned Man. this song. Okay. Merc could have sent his own verse on this beat and sent it to Ritz for all I know. Like, that's how in Man, his that's fair. I just didn't care for it. Yeah. You're you are probably not a Mercules fan. Like when you finally yeah. digest what he does, you're probably just not going to like him no, for that's fair. for whatever reason it is. But like I, I uh, but Dylan, I was talking to John, and maybe you can yay or nay my thought process because I was trying to explain Mercules, like how his personality is and like the type of music he makes, and I put him out there as the Canadian Fifty Cent. Um. Yeah, I. Yes, like you know, he doesn't make the big bangers that Fifty did, but you kind of got to exclude that from Fifty's thing, and you know, listen to like the music he actually made. Like, yeah. if he didn't, he'd have been out just... twenty years ago. He'd have been in G. Yeah, Merck is very blunt. Um, it. <clears throat> I don't even know if this is like, I'm not saying your analogy is a hundred percent correct, but mine is not going to be either. Cause I would almost say he's like Vinny Paz, but not as cryptic. Then Vinny, um, pa- Vinny Paz. Yeah. That's not a bad one either. Yeah. And you're not supposed to, you're not, you're not his target fan base. Yeah. Um, I don't but know. It's just We're going to have to just come up with a couple Merc tracks for John to listen to. Yeah, it's just it's just hard to pigeonhole him, but I'm just like his whole persona like is fifty to me. Like 
he's a bully. You know what I mean? Like he just wants to bully yes. everything. And you know, <laughs> yes. And you know exactly. You put him on the right kind of beat, and you know exactly what you're gonna get. So like when he goes into freestyle, like that's what he does on all these tracks. Like he just goes for the jugular every time. He doesn't care whose track it is. You're getting murked. Oh yeah, he was on the new. Uh... Golden Buckskin Pony album. Uh, I don't expect either of you to know who that is or listen to that person. Um, but the, he had a track with Merck, uh, mostly just because they're both Canadian. Um, and I knew immediately before I even listened, uh, before I was probably six seconds into the track, listening to, to BSP's verse, and I knew exactly what Merck was going to do before his verse even came on. I knew that Merck was going to take this track by a long shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so like i said i just don't think you're going to be a merc fan like because this is just classic merc whether it's his best verse or not i mean i've i've heard a merc verse before that i was like oh yeah he went in he you know that was best on the on the song or whatever but this wasn't it yeah that was the calico (laughs) album true actually yeah where 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 he also took the feature and ran with it Yep. All right. Last track, Save My Life. Um, I felt like it was a good closer. It didn't, it wasn't super standout. Um, that which kind of sums up this entire album for me. It wasn't, it was not bad. It was not the greatest. It, it just kind of is. Yeah. I thought it was a smooth way to end the album. Like, his, everything about it was on par. Like, his flow and the lyrics were nice. I think everything went perfect with the beat. Uh, but you know, like it doesn't take it over the top, but, uh, I thought it was a way Uh, to salvage the end of the album. That is a perfect way to put it. it. Salvage the end of the album. Cause that last song brought me down. (laughs) Imagine that (laughs) he advertised. I mean, over, yeah, overall, I felt like. So it was. I felt like it was better than Last Call and Put a Crown on It. Um, I don't. I it wasn't going to top Life in Times of Johnny Valiant, Valiant or Next to Nothing. Um, I put it kind of on par with Top of the Line. Uh, ooh, uh, maybe. I'd have to go back and listen to Top of the Line again. Because I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm just glancing at it and I'm just like, oh, some of these are like super bangers. Oh, you know what? All right. All right. Maybe top of the line's a little bit better. Because uh, <laughs> I'm looking at it too, and I'm like, all right, hold up. We got back to yesterday, Night in Shining Armor, the formula. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pro- propane. Yeah. Like, that's a, the whole yeah. thing is good. But yeah, right, I mean. So it ain't his worst, but it ain't his best. No. No. I thought uh, it got off but to I, a rough start. I still give it a, a slightly better than average. <clears throat> I mean, maybe not for him, but for as far as like. A rap album goes this is way better than average oh yeah yeah. i thought it got off to a rough start i thought the beat selection started off was pretty poor like he made some poor beat choices and it made some of the songs sound dated uh but even with that his flows and lyrics were on point uh later in the album i felt like he got into his groove with his signature sound and got solid footing uh the features were nothing spectacular but it didn't really bring the project down at all uh, so after my math, it ended up being a 3.9. So above average by quite a bit, yeah. better than most of the above, other above averages. Uh, but it wouldn't be my favorite project by him. But uh, I thought it was a, generally a worthy addition to his discography. All right. Average. John, all right. So here's what I would recommend to you as far as Ritz. Listen to yeah, three would be average out of five. Okay. Well, like for it's what it's worth, I actually did the math this time, guys. Be proud. Um, I I ranked it at two point eight. So All to right. me, it's a little below an average album. I, that doesn't really make me feel very good because Ouch. I actually liked most of the album, even some of the songs I didn't overly care for that I gave kind of low scores it was kind of for very specific things like gnaw food. I mean, gnaw God. I didn't yeah. care for him on, <laughs> on the album on See, that track. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think John's average. Yeah. Yeah. I think John's average take, cause he almost averaged out at average is just 
him having the opposite feeling about Ritz than we do. Like he's just yeah. on the other side of average for him. Like, so I thought that like with his feedback, like I could have expected him to hit right about average, like where he did, like on the lower side. So but I think it should be his gateway drug and go back and, you know, okay. listen to the good stuff. Yeah. Listen to his first two albums. Yeah. There shouldn't be a skippable on there. If memory serves. Yeah, they're they're both pretty solid. So uh, this week, unfair yeah, unprepared for kind of winging it. I don't even guys. remember what the segment's yeah, yeah. called. <laughs> yeah, Un- unprepared. I mean, unfair we're really un- unfair to compare. Yeah. I mean, he picked it at like so, five o'clock. So I really just wanted to talk about Coolio. That's really all I wanted. Man, and that's really unfair. Ice came to mind, so we're gonna do Coolio, Coolio has a lot of hair, and I don't think mm-hmm. Ice T does. It is. It is. Oh, is he bald now? Ooh, no, Coolio's not anymore. Hair, no hair. Yeah. Oh, he struck. He he's got the struggle bus like twist. Like he's got like one twist that he made Jeez. into two twists and pointing in different directions. Yeah, he's looking a little rough. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, but did you remember that Say, he, got, he signed a record deal with Pornhub? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you hadn't heard that, you need to just just do the Google. Like, don't go actually go to the site. But yeah, he made like uh, he had a it's like an Yo, EP deal or something, and he shot music videos and all that. It's like somebody rubbed their nuts on his head too much. Yep. So there's only a slight overlap with these two as far as their musical career. Well, hey, see the thing is. They're two way different people. Like, like yes, they cross over a little oh, bit yeah. in the nineties, but when they crossed over in the nineties, Ice T wasn't really doing rap. Right, Ice T was on his way out. Well, even that, like his last couple of albums were not rap albums. Like he's rapping on them, but it's like extended body count. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. they're they're rap rock, and they just hang on to that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, in reality, most people would see Coolio as a one-hit wonder. Two. Right. Two. Would you say Fantastic Voyage and Gangster's Paradise? No, I said see you when you get there. Um, but with that being said, Fantastic Voyage is my favorite Coolio song. Like, it's before he you became... You would say see you when you get there was a hit? Yes. It was, it was his other song. Like Fantastic Voyage, like no. you have, like you have to be a hip hop person to know Fantastic. I've Voyage. heard some of these songs before. Now, was "See You When You Get There" on my soul, or it takes a thief? Uh, it was that on, was on my soul. Yeah, yeah, and it was on a soundtrack, which I think is I have to bring up now since we're talking about it. Uh, both "Gangsters Paradise" and "See You When You Get There," like two of his bigger, like more commercially known songs, were both from movie soundtracks before they were on his album. Fair enough. Wow. All right. So, Coolio also had some hits on the Space Jam soundtrack. Which one? Um, which one was that? But my, uh, was it "Hit 'Em High"? <laughs> well, everybody and their mama was on that. So yeah, probably "Hit 'Em okay. High." Okay. Yeah. Um, be, be real so, steals that song, so it doesn't matter. See You When You Get There was on My Soul, which was the follow-up to the Gangsta's Paradise album, and it was kind of a flop. Um, to me, a better representation of what Coolio was was the album prior to Gangsta's Paradise, It Takes a Thief. Yeah, it's, it's easily his... Bangers on yeah, it. it's easily his best album. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's one of those, like I said, people, like, it's the song, like, nobody played that. Like you had, like I said, you had to be in hip hop. And that's what that. that's what I need to stress to people is that Coolio is severely underrated, at least in his first two albums. Like his first two albums are absolute fucking classics. Yeah, and there's no arguing that. Gangsta, but it Paradise made its return in 2019 on a on the album. No, uh, no, no Sonic the Hedgehog movie trailer. It is. But what you hey hey by the way by the way the 25th anniversary of the Gangsta Paradise album is this year they just re-released it. Oh shit! 
Now he did re-record multiple tracks from this album for the re-recorded album he did. Yeah, yeah, but um, there was also another thing where he was re-recording them. Like it had to do with streaming publishing. A lot of artists were like old '90s artists were re-recording their popular mm-hmm. songs. Like even Vanilla Ice was like twisting the beat a little bit and re-recording it so that he could give his streaming royalties. Oh, uh, so there's a couple of different Gangsters Paradise in 2019. Album. Okay. Nobody's Fulio, yeah. Coolio does? Yeah. It is not on Apple Music. I don't this remember on, seeing uh, it on Wiki, Spotify either. Discography, studio albums, His, Nobody's so, uh, Fulio 2019. Now, the last thing on Spotify so, is El Cool Magnifico. From and the last thing on Apple Music is the album after that um still here no i lied it skips oh, one it return of the gangsta is not on there but still here is from 2008 well i'm it, it might be but like i'm on his thing when this is not there <laughs> why not but, how do you know not that any of those are going to be any good but dude the guy is almost 60 years old like I just don't see that happening. Oh, okay. Uh, um, by the way, 2014, the song is called "Take It to the Hub." Just so, you, just, okay. just so you're prepared. Now, Coolio never repped Compton, did he? I don't think that he really repped anything. Like you knew he was from the West, uh, just based on the way he put his songs together. But no, I don't ever think mm-hmm. that he was actually putting himself out there like that. Yeah, because so he's from Compton. Now, Ice T really only had those two hits, right? Yeah, and if we want to put everybody out there, Six in the Morning and Colors were were the two. Yeah, like he had some other bigger, like bigger songs, but like they weren't like these. Like if you had to identify Ice T, it's Six in the Morning, Colors, and for me, Cop Killer from uh, Body Count. Yep, uh, which is still yep. banned to this day. Uh, when we probably need it the most. Uh, but yeah. 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 So like my thing with ice tea, and this is what most people don't get. Like you can't really be a fan of LL cool J run DMC or Will Smith's rapping and not like ice tea rapping. Like it's right. It's the same. Like everything's the same. Like he says different things, but like six in the morning has been ripped off by like 90% of the rappers who listen to rap music growing up. You know, like it's just a classic one. Yeah. It's like they're undeniable classics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So is Ice-T a sellout? Um, so that, yeah. it's funny that, that, you, that you do that because he's an actor. And so you got to look at it, but you got to look at it like he was from that. You know, he was from that era, you know, like where he had to struggle for everything. Like, you know, how is, you know, well, I don't even remember the story about selling hand grenades. You know what I mean? Like it's a oh, oh, I love that story, John. Have you heard of that story? The story. Oh, fantastic! All right, so I, I may be missing a few details, but the gist of the story is: is someone hears of Ice T, and Ice T, you know, has a meeting with a record executive, but the record executive has never actually heard Ice T's music. He's going off the word of somebody else. So Ice-T has this meeting with this guy and the guy says, play me some of your music. And Ice-T says, no, you either believe I have good music or you don't. If you do, sign me. If not, let me go. Guy's like, well, that doesn't really make any sense. And Ice-T says, what if I was selling hand grenades in an alley? Am I going to let you try my hand grenades and see if they're any good? No, you either believe I have good hand grenades or you don't. The guy goes, Huh, that actually makes a lot of sense. You're pretty business smart. Did you go to business school? And he says, no, but I used to sell hand grenades. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so like, based on that story, based on that story, you're just like, he's a funny dude. Like, he, he could have been like Ice Cube, I think, because he's got, he's got the acting chops. You know what I mean? Like, he can act. He just chose to be on one of the longest running money. TV shows of all time. Because I'm sure he'd make money. Yeah. 
Yeah, so like I don't think that he intended. No, with the, yeah, I don't think he intended to stay so there as at, long as he did. Like when he first signed up. Looking you know what at I mean? this, if you look but I think through that his filmography and his uh, television stuff, his role is himself on not shit ninety percent of this. So he probably went on that show thinking, "Oh, I'm going to play mm-hmm. this little part real quick." get this little cake and then move on, you know, he does play cop. So what? But he plays a cop. I see. And what's different than being a cop on TV? Coolio tried to start a cooking show. Martha Stewart went to jail with Coolio. I mean, it's, (laughs) It's I'm all relative, saying. you know. Both of them. Uh, to me, it's a TV show. If he's going to do yeah. some, do some. If he's going to try to make the money, make the money. If Ice T can get on a, a what a ten-year-long TV show that guarantees an episode every day, week, whatever it was, and you're Coolio, and you're oh, like, yeah. I'm going to try to do a TV show, and I'm going to cook. Okay. okay, do it. Hey. All right, hold on a second. Go ahead, Dwayne. I'll give you my final thoughts. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll follow this my, my little tidbit here with the, my final thoughts on the two of them. But in 95, Ice-T had a reoccurring role as a drug dealer on New York Undercover. Okay, another cop show, but he was a bad guy. And it was co-created by mm-hmm. Dick Wolf, which you, you should know if you watch TV. Uh, so then after yes. that, he, lit, he co-created a TV show, Players, with Dick Wolf which was followed by a role as a pimp in Exiled, a Law & Order movie by Dick Wolf, which their collaborations mm. led to the Law & Order Special Victims Unit, which he's, been, he's played on since. Okay. So, like, he worked his way up. Like, if you can even, even say that. Like, yeah. he, put, he didn't just get handed to it. You know what I mean? It looks like he yeah, worked he built with the Dick TV Wolf show with to earn that. You know what I mean? Like, that's a... That's, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, basically, like, hey, I got this idea. You know what I mean? But anyway. Oh, hold on. Uh, in 1997, Ice-T had a pay-per-view special <laughs> titled Ice-T's Extreme Babes, by the way. So they both have porn ties. <laughs> uh, all right. My end-all, be-all is I had to choose Coolio. Um, both of them have their place in the Hip-Hop Hall of Fame. Uh, but I think that Ice-T switching it up to rap rock kind of turned him off to me. Uh, like, it just it wasn't what I could vibe with. Uh, so the quality is just not my vibe. Uh, Coolio, on the other hand, he always aimed more for the commercial side of things, and he kept it there to a fault. So where the music wasn't good anymore because he was still trying to do 90s commercials. I would also say Coolio, um, mostly because... I mean, l- lyrically, to me, Coolio is better. Uh, Ice-T is much more successful in the grand scheme of things. Um, but also, Coolio was kind of my genesis into hip-hop. So I, I had to go with Coolio. Yeah. You got whitewashed into Coolio for two else. words. Gangster's Paradise. Oh, yeah, for sure. That was my shit. Outside of that, I don't have... Fair but... enough. All right, we got to get you Give some, me some music. We got to get you some music, John. So, so uh, Dylan, you should send me the list of the um, unfair, to, not unfair to compare, the uh, John should make a playlist tracks, and uh, I'll start one up on Spotify. Yeah, so it's easily when I look for music, we'll I go to Spotify and I pull up call, uh, like our playlist, or I should say my playlist with my okay. stuff that we've done. So if I have that playlist, I'll just pull that one up instead. Perfect. All right. So I'm gonna. I'm. These are not things I've recently added. These are things you need to listen to. Uh, Mercules, brand new day. It's a solid one. And Mercules, losing it. Yep. Both good one. Um, also, also Ritz. Um, shit. What was the Mike Posner track? Uh, switching lanes, changing lanes, switching lanes. Yeah, there it is. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, let's let's go with that one and uh, like I am. It's a good one too. 
um, what I've recently added to my. Hey, are you going to do five questions? Or are we just going to drop that after one week? Oh, son of a bitch. All right, it'll be no, I've got it. Prepared. I've got it. You, t- you told me I was. Oh, you you told it. me I was supposed oh, to do it. You're right. Cool. All right, who are you going? So um, I'm, I'm right, just going to let's let's finish this and we'll end All it right, with fine. it. Okay. John, these are the things I've added to my library. Sleepy Hollow by Trippy Red. Yeah, sorry. I've got uh, Letter to You by J.I., the Prince of NY. And I've got Gorgeous by St. John. Hmm. Two I haven't heard, so that's good. All right. So I got three. Dwayne, what you got? I got three. One is an older track, but I had to add it on there because of the whole friend zone song. Um, so mm-hmm. anyway, this one is D1, D-E-E-1, uh, the one that got away featuring Manny Fresh. Uh, it's for fans of Manny Fresh, okay. New Orleans hip hop, Little Dicky, and storytelling rappers. Like, it's a, it's a weird hodgepodge, like where Ritz kind of tried to keep it normal. D one's talking about the girl that got away. Like he's still in the friend zone to this day. And Manny Fresh is on it doing all the shit talking ad libs that your boys do when you're chasing somebody that you're in the friend zone with. Clowns on the whole song. Uh the second one is Dreamed Never, D-R-E-A-M-D-N-V-R, uh Amnesia featuring Boys in Space. Uh for fans of like all the current rap radio trends, the baby juice world, all that. Uh so you kind of know what you're getting into. And then my last one is 7715. Uh, number is the artist. Don't know anything about them, really. Uh, but the song is called Promises. It's for fans of Post Malone uh, and Little Peep meet Marshmallow's production in 90s pop vibes. So it's a weird hodgepodge, but I think it works. So those are my uh, three John should make a playlist. Cool. Of course I did. John, of course you I add, did not. Uh, well, you when this playlist gets presented, anything, case, right, you know, and put out there, if and when I am listening to them, I might be able to have a comment on one of the ones that uh, y'all put on there. See? So I think I think you should. When we make this playlist, you should shit, listen shit to John it, and you should make a playlist, playlist called "Shit John Actually Liked." I'm with it. I'm with you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that way probably sure. the listeners can go back and listen into the things like how yeah. you expand no, your I'm with that a lot. Uh, based I think it should still be housed under the put on a record Spotify yeah. channel for what it's worth. But open it up so that I can put stuff in it. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a collaborative playlist. Cool. Yes, no, a I did not add playlist. anything. Sorry for you guys. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the listeners. That's all good. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, you know, they're okay. All right. <laughs> Dwayne, uh, who is it? Are you gonna Are you gonna question me? Or I'm just gonna give it to both of you, and then I like you know, the we'll competition. See how, see how long right. it takes because I mean it's a general thing. All right, first, yeah, yeah. White rap- Eminem, yeah, yeah, white rapper from Tennessee. Hey, hey, stack. No, all right. Signed his oh. signed his first record deal with Three Six Mafia. I have no with Lil White. No Three Six Mafia. Oh. <laughs> Okay, keep going. What's yeah, next? Sign record first record deal with 36 Mafia. All right. Third was almost sued by roll. Waffle House. Where's Jelly Roll from? Almost is it Jelly Roll? That sounds so it, familiar. It Woo! Tennessee. Wow, what a hell of it a is Jelly Roll. Oh, Whiskey Weed and Waffle House. They put they yeah, that's right. I read that like a week ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. That was the <laughs> no era where I really started shot right the dark. therapeutic music was. Uh, but just, just, just for the role with it. Uh, yeah, no, it's a good one though. No uh, kidding. My fourth one was married to a former Playboy model and current podcast host. Who was he married to? Uh, Bunny XO. 
they got they got a couple of, she's got a couple of podcasts oh. out there. Um and then the last one is our next week's review album. Yeah, yeah, we are gonna do uh Jelly Roll next week. I'm excited for yeah, it. Yeah, I am too. Uh, for, just watched his latest video came out five days ago. Kind of cool. Didn't care for the feature, but Jelly Roll was married there? Yeah. He's married to her now. Oh, he's married to yeah. her right now? No yeah, shit. Yeah. They always on Instagram together. Good good for him. Yeah, if you don't follow good if you don't him. follow Jelly on Instagram, you need to because he's all like he's one of the most down to earth. Like he's always in his stories talking to people. And he does those ask me anything. And the girls are always in there like, yo, let me have a threesome with you and your wife. And he's just like, yo, go talk to my wife. Like, she makes but all the decisions. In his defense, that's the way that should actually work. Yeah. Man, good for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, speaking about people who made their way up in the game, uh, did you see? No, no, no. Did you see that Bubba Sparks oh, but good for him. actually married a model about five about five years know. ago? Yeah, but the best part is in Ugly, he's like, let's be honest, none of us will ever date a model. Like it was like his thing. Like, you know, we're we're redneck in country and we're never gonna make it happen. So like to me, I think he exceeded his own expectations. <laughs> Well, he don't post too many pictures of her on his Instagram. I can tell you that. No, no, they're they're, they're probably not together anymore. If you want to be real with it, because you know he kind of seems like that type of dude. But, but yeah, yeah. Nah, Jelly Jelly loves his wife. Like, there's no no mistaking that. Single AF. Good for him. We should all yeah, love sure. our wives. All right. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we will uh, see y'all next week and we'll talk about Jelly Roll. Jelly Roll.